Exactly. This is the first time, but it won't be the last time. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Who's opening this? You want me to talk? Have you want to do it? The Dale Jr. Download. Welcome. The Dale Jr. Download. Dirty Mo Media. Dale Jr. Download. Hosted by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Starts now. Starts now. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. This is episode 357. That's a cool number. 357? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike Davis. How's it going? He's my co-host. Hey, Matthew's here. Leah's here. We got a great-ass junior coming up later in the show. Uh, we're going to talk about Lost Speedways. Uh, we're also going to talk about Richmond racing in the Xfinity Series. We've got a few surprises for you throughout the show. But one thing we want to let you all guys know... The studio has been branded. What? Yes, we've got an incredible new name for the studio. I've always wanted this. Yeah, this is so, yeah I think so. Especially, I mean, this is pretty much the coolest uh, name of, for studio if you ever want. We wouldn't to. just tack on yeah. any name to a studio. It better be cool. I would be pretty uh, particular about that. As would I. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. The new Bojangles studio. That's where we're broadcasting from. That's where we're going to be doing uh, the Dale Jr. download. That's right. Uh, that's door bumper clear. All the work that you uh, know that comes from Dirty Mo Media comes out of this studio, the majority of it, will be coming out of the new Bojangles studio. Bojangles so- studio. We've got new neon behind us here, Bojangles. We've got some decals. I'm drinking coffee out of the Bojangles cup. They yep. got... Biscuits and breakfast over here. That's a that's a big. Uh, I just had favorite. a darn chicken biscuit and sweet tea. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of um, couple weeks, we've had some Bojangles food and, and uh, biscuits and and all that good stuff. They've got a new Bojangles chicken sandwich that's freaking incredible. They just launched it. I love it. So if you haven't tried it out, you need to get to Bojangles and do that. But obviously, everybody knows they got amazing food, dirty rice, seasoned fries, and all that. So. That's been coming to the studio for the last couple of weeks in anticipation for this announcement. And we've kind of always wanted to brand the studio. Dirty Mo Media and Bojangles. I mean, Bojangles is kind of a great fit for us. It's regional in, uh, in its history, uh, having started in the area. That's right. Started and out of Charlotte. It did. Yeah. And, um, and so it's, it's, we're proud. There's a, little, there's a lot of pride when you introduce somebody to something that you you like and that's kind of from your area, you know, there's some pride in that. Hey, man, this is made and, you know, this is made from where I'm from and you'll like this. You need to give this a go. And it's always a winner. Every time I've had anybody try Bojangles that's from out of town, it never fails. That's right. And so we love to partner with them. We've worked with them in the past. I helped them uh, relaunch the uh, It's Bow Time campaign over the past year, doing the voiceover for that, which was a lot of fun. And so, uh, yeah, this is kind of a continuation of that relationship uh, and friendship that we've created with Bojangles. So now the new Bojangles studio uh, for Dirty Mo Media. If you want a want a great breakfast, go to your local Bojangles. But uh, also make sure you check out that Bojangles chicken sandwich. I'm pro- I wouldn't be telling you about this if I didn't believe in it. We no. had we they brought us a batch in a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we, <laughs> to taste test. Yeah, my gosh, man. It's, yeah, yeah. We killed it. It's pr- it's we killed it. Some of us ate two. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So pretty pumped up about that. Um, we want to thank you know Bojangles and all our great partners that support our podcasts and support Dirty Mo Media. 
If you love what we're doing here, you need to you know help us out, support our partners as well. So give it a go. Try out your local Bojangles and tell us what you think. Tag us in it. Let us know. Absolutely. We'd love to hear it. So with Bojangles. But to be quite honest, we needed some more neon in here anyways. Looking around. I mean, that thing, for, it's perfect. You like it? I do. Yeah, more the neon. neon, the better. Yeah. I'm down. So awesome. Thank you, Bojangles. This is the, the Bojangles studio moving forward, and uh, we're happy about it. TJ, you got me on one. You got me over here. You got us up there, TJ? Yeah, you hear that? Fire it up when you're ready. All right, to the green here. Ready. Green, green, green. Rolling good, rolling good. So let's get into Richmond. Ran the Xfinity race this past weekend. Didn't finish that well. Didn't uh, – let's talk about that right off the gate. Let's get, let's get that out of the way. All right, so we've ran really good in the last several years in the Xfinity races. And uh, so came in with some uh, confidence that things were going to go well. Started 30th, I think, uh, which is fine. Started working my way up through there. And uh, we got to Josh Williams and uh, had a little trouble getting around Josh. He was very competitive. But uh, at the same time, I was kind of trying to take it easy because we had a a comp yellow at at lap 35. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to have a comp yellow that's going to bunch the field back up. We're not coming to get tires during that comp yellow. I got to make these tires last to the end of the stage, which I think was 75 laps. I'm not sure. But uh, so, I, you know, I was sitting there. I wanted to race with Josh Berry, who was also in the field, right? And so I kind of, I caught Josh Williams, couldn't get around him. And I told my crew chief, I said, I'm not going to burn the car up. I'm not going to burn the tires up. I'm just going to sit here. Uh, he's going to be hard to pass. So I'm just going to wait till the caution comes out. And then Josh called us, and I let Josh go by, and Josh couldn't get around him either. Josh Berry. Josh Berry. So yeah. the two Joshes, I got to watch them race a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, more later. But um, I noticed right around that time that the, the, the car wasn't turning really good, and we're going to have to work on it. We're going to have to fix it. We're going to have to make it better. It's just not good enough. Uh, but as the race went on uh, and we came down pit road and made adjustments, the track was getting getting tighter. Our car wasn't turning in the middle. The track was getting tighter, and we weren't making any gains on making the car better. So as the race went on, we were getting worse and worse. And uh, near the end, I think we had about an eighth or tenth place car at best. And so we had an opportunity. Uh, a caution came out with about 70 to go. Everybody came down pit road to get their last set of tires. We gambled that there would be another yellow, so we didn't take the tires. And sure enough, with 30 laps to go, we had another yellow. Mm. And it was a great situation (laughs) because now we're going to be able to come down pit road and get new tires. Nobody has, only a few of us had saved that last set. So a few of us have a huge advantage over the rest of the field that has to stay on the racetrack on the old tire. And we're going to be a lot quicker than they are. But I sped on pit road. And now I have to start in the very, very back as a penalty car. We get another yellow, so that allows me to leapfrog all the lap cars and line up with the lead lap guys. But we've also lost a few laps. Now there's only about 20 to go. And uh, we got the green flag, and I jumped to the outside of uh, Kyle Weatherman coming off of turn four. I was on the outside of a lot of people, but in this particular instance, I was on the outside of Kyle Weatherman in the 47 car. Something happened on the inside in front of him. And he veered up the track to avoid what was going on and fenced me. 
And I hit hard, I hit the wall real bad and uh, bent the ball joints in the right front, and knocked the toe out. And uh, so immediately the caution comes out for whatever happened. I think the 51 might have spun or something. I'm not sure exactly what was going on. And so we were rolling down into turn one. Caution's out. Everybody's slowing down. And I ran, <laughs> I ran into the back of Kyle Weatherman's car. Like, I was mad. And I hit him. And I was like, that felt pretty good. So I hit him again. <laughs> and I was like, I'm still mad. So I think I need to hit him once more. So I, hit, so I hit him a third time. <laughs> just in the back of, of his car, right? And I bent the back bumper a little pretty good. And, uh, and I thought, man, all right, I need to stop. I wanted to hit him another time, but I didn't. And so I was so mad because I've got new tires, and I the caution's out. We're going to have another restart. We're going to have another chance to gain more spots, but now my car's bent. And I now I don't know. It's not Now the new tires don't matter as much anymore. Now it's not going to drive good, and we're not going forward. And that hurt us. So when the green flag come back out, uh, the car was bent. It was plowing, and I couldn't really get anywhere and I think I got on the outside of Alex LeBay, and he ran me into the wall off turn two. I was mad about that, too. But, uh, I mean, any time you get ran into the fence, uh, you know, you jump on the outside of somebody, and they just come up like you're not there. They're, and you, you got you got one choice, get out of the gas uh, or hit the wall. And uh, I wasn't smart enough to get out of the gas. <laughs> what an eventful one race back, right? I mean, you have yeah. the, the, the Josh Williams uh, run-ins, which we're going to unpack this in a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but we also have the Kyle Weatherman yeah. you got put in the wall. And then who did you say put you in the wall again? Alex? I, I think it was Alex, Alex Lay in the 36. They had a really good car, and they were pretty fast. And everybody's just trying to survive at the end of the race there on, on their old tires uh, or whatever they've got. You know, they're just trying to get everything they can get. And we're three and four wide. And, I mean – you want to you want the outside, you know. I chose the outside when we would line up because I've never had to choose rule before. So uh, I thought, man, if I got new tires, I'm going to the outside. When we get down into turn one, I'm gonna jump to the very top and try to drive around as many guys as I can. But when you come up off the corner, they got to know you're there. Yeah. And uh, and so, anyways, uh, yeah, we got banged up pretty bad there at the end and uh, limped home in 14th or whatever. If I hadn't have sped, we'd have probably run easily in the top 10, walked out of there with our heads held high. But we ran where car wasn't fast. I wasn't fast. Uh, we, we finished, you know, mediocre. But anyways, um, I'm, sta- <laughs> the, I'm standing there doing some interviews, and this uh, driver in a uniform walks up. And I'm looking and looking for a name, and I'm like, who is this? He's kind of hovering, right? while I'm standing there doing my interview. And I look down, and he has, and I see Weatherman on his belt. And I'm like, oh, it's Weatherman. And maybe he's come over here to say, hey, man, sorry about running into the wall off the corner. Tore my car to hell. So uh, he come, he, I'd finished my interview. Uh, he was nice enough to wait. And uh, I'm getting ready to do a radio MRN. And um, he comes up, and I, I'm like, hey, man, all good. No problems. And he goes, why you got to hit my bumper? I was like, what? He goes, well, you ran into my car. Why'd you do that? I got to fix it. I said, well, you ran me into the wall. Like, you hit me, you fenced me, I'm running into your ass. You hit my car, I'm running into your car. And he was like, I got to fix it. I work on my car. 
And I said, well, you need to go fix this son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Woo. He gave me that, I Get work it. on my own car card. He pulled that damn, I work on my car. I was like, well, go work on it then. You got a bumper to fix. <laughs> I was like, next time you hit me, I'm hitting you. You hit me, I'm hitting you. There's no, there's no, it's the end of the discussion. Especially, you know, I don't know. I, and he was all, he was all blowed up. I've been out of shape, buddy. I love I'm, it. I'm love. I'm just basking in this right yes. now. I just keep going. Keep th- tell me how mad you are. I don't think I don't feel like you've told us how mad you were about it. Tell us some more. I wasn't. So <laughs> I laughed. He's I about to wreck the guy. I, I didn't. It was caution without Mike. I yeah. I got you. Oh, so do we? But you got to understand. So the caution comes out, and he's he's in front of me. He just run me in the wall off a of four. Caution comes out. We go down into turn one, and I'm like, bam. Bam, bam, into the gotcha. back of his car. Got okay. it? Okay. You hit him in the, under caution. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, oh, yeah. till I felt better. And so... <laughs> Therapy. It was good. And so, I go... Um, so, he's... I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't believe this guy. I I, I said, uh, he's like, uh, you know, you run into my car. I got to fix that. I'm like, he's like, I got to run this car at X Racetrack. I'm like, what the f*** about my car? You ran me into the damn walls. My car not mattered like you tore my damn right front off. Like that don't he don't care that like just because I'm not the one working on it what is yeah. it like, tell, what the hell I got fifty employees that got to fix that no, bub yeah <laughs> I mean damn you should just go out there and work on it for two minutes and send him a picture and be My, like, yeah, I'm right on it. right you can wreck the hell out of his car he's got ten guys working on it don't don't matter okay um I just was the the nerve right so. I, I I do everything I'm required to do on pit road, and I go down to the bus and see my family off and, and wash take, take a shower and put on my broadcasting clothes, and I come back to pit road because I'm going to work uh, the broadcast from, from pit road. And so uh, I'm down on pit road with my mic and everything, and me and Jeff Burton are walking down pit road to go to our position. They've got all of the Xfinity haulers, on pit road so that they can all load their stuff up, right? And I there's I walk by and there's Kyle Weatherman's car and his team's around it. And on the back it says Junior was here. There was there was a so the, the back of the car was dirty and they wrote yes. and they wrote with their finger JR was here. And so Bert, I told Burton what had happened and and uh so I see that and I'm like I walk right over there to him. There's about you know, 10, 15 people over there at that car. I walk over there, and I'm like, we got to get a picture with this. Yes. And so uh, Kyle's standing there, Weatherman, and uh, he, I think he was still uh, pissed, still a bit bit upset with me. And so uh, – <laughs> He didn't want to take a picture with you, yeah. I bet. And so – he didn't. And so <laughs> – but he did. So he, I was like, uh, let's all – let's get a picture. You got your bumper. You wrote my name on it. Let's take a picture right Let's do this. <laughs> and so uh, I'm standing there, and his team, they kind of gather around. A couple of them were probably probably mad at me, but most of them weren't. So we take a picture, and uh, Jeff Burton and Dale Jarrett were standing off to the side. And so we get done, and Jeff Burton's like, hey, we had your back. If anything went down right oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> what is he going to do? I know. They were joking. And I, I said, I said, <laughs> oh, like I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. He goes, man, why'd you go over there? Why, what if something did? What if one of those guys did push you or something? I was like, well, I don't know what Kyle Weatherman did when he walked back to his team. He might have told them, I told that son of a bitch. You should have heard me. 
Oh, I'll yeah. let him have it. He'll I ain't scared of him. He'll, he'll know better next time. So yeah. I was like, I had to go over there and show him that I might. I, I'm unfazed. Unfazed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let me just tell you something from the bottom of my funny. heart. Listen, you getting in dust ups on your one race back a year is the content I came for. Yeah. That's right, what right, it's right. about. I'm telling you what, if that happened, I hope you uh, end well. I hope you win. I'm cheering for you. But this is what it's all about. Yeah, I well, loved it. But that wasn't the only one. No, it wasn't. Boy, huh. you were you were out there. You're mixing yeah. it up. Well, I mean, you know, you got to. So I don't want to. I really go into those races trying to completely be anonymous and out of the way. <laughs> you can't do that, though. Can't do it starting 30th. Well, I'm just saying, like, you, you, there's, it's a fuck. It's a fine balance between like you want to race, you want to race hard, but you, you're not going to move out of the damn way for everybody, exactly. Right? And so, uh, and we don't want you to. Well, I'm just I I I, I, I kind of struggle with that because I don't want to do anything that's uh, going to be detrimental to to Kyle Weatherman's career. I don't want to. I mean, you know, he'll they'll fix that damn bumper, and that and that won't be a big damn deal at all. But you know, I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't want to do anything to anybody on that racetrack that's gonna make it difficult for them to to continue yeah. their career, right? Or could get back to the racetrack the next weekend, right? I don't want to hurt anybody's point situation, whatever that point situation may be. I don't want to be involved in anything that's that's gonna be a bad experience for somebody. Mm -hmm. Okay, but yeah, you got to also go out there and race. My, you know, Taylor and those guys that put that car together, and my crew chief, uh, they want to win, right? They want to go run well. They don't want to go out there. And ain't, this ain't a parade, right? And so, it's a it's a fun balance. <laughs> and so, uh, but you know, early in the race, I talked about catching Josh Williams. So the interesting thing is that Josh, most of his cars, if not all, are bought from here. They're old JR Motorsports cars. Didn't know that. All right, so about a, six months ago, I walked into the fab shop, and Josh's car was back there. And I said, hey, man, this is cool. Uh, what's, what's Josh Williams' car? Oh, we fix it every once in a while. They bend it up. They'll send it back over here. Hmm. And so the damage that I did to Josh's car this weekend probably going to get fixed over here. Wow. Still there. 31 half off of you. No pressure. Just a 92 there. Me and Josh are on the racetrack. I'm, I catch him. We're coming up on a competition yellow, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to burn up my tires because i got to make them last this whole stage. And so he's hard to pass. He's making it difficult. And so I'm kind of I'm kind of on his inside a little bit. Off of turn two, I hit him twice, two different occasions, in a period of about four or five laps. And he, uh, he got a little bit out of shape about it. He had every right to be annoyed. I would have been absolutely uh, teed up. Let's let's play the radio chatter from Dale Jr.'s perspective here. By himself, nothing out back. Even, still there. He wants to race. <laughs> All clear by one of the 31. Yeah, 10 more. Feel tight to me. I feel tight in. And I'll... Bobby. Clear by three, all good. Caution's out, caution's out, competition caution. Oh, hey, bud, he probably ain't liking it much. Nah, good work with that, though. You got a little bit of right front damage, just not rubbing the tire, but just so you know about it. All right, it ain't rubbing, I
No, you're fine, heck, you still just, on lap 34, you ran the fourth fastest lap, so I know the car's still got something in it. Are you around that 92 spotter? Do you even know who he is? Uh, I can find him. All right, he just let him know I'm trying, I don't remember where the corners of the car are. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hitting him off the turn two twice, telling it's by mistake. All right, message delivered. <laughs> yeah, so there it is. <laughs> Um, I don't remember what the corners of the car are. That's, that's the truth. I hear you. Yeah, so like you come <laughs> off the corner and I, I hit him. I'm like, oh, man. I, I mean, I'm not trying to hit him. I'm not trying to like say, hey, buddy, let me buy. Um, I, there was no point in you know getting aggressive at that point in the race. and uh, But I bumped him and I thought, dang, I didn't really want to do that. And then I did it again like a couple laps later. I'm like, crap, I bet he's getting teed up. <laughs> and he was, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I know I saw the picture afterwards with you guys, and y'all were laughing and cutting up. But uh, In the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment, he said, I don't care if he's a hero or not. He keeps jacking me up. Jesus Christ, you got plenty of room. Use it. Yeah, he did. He gave me plenty of room. He's right. He's right. <laughs> yeah, can't argue with him. Well, um, I did. I did like how he managed uh, his social media afterwards, and he actually said that uh, it looked like he was taking a little bit of grief from Junior Nation. Well, you know, we have we have some passionate fans that support us no matter what, whether we're right yeah. or wrong. Did Did you see the one guy that actually ended up burning his hero card? What? Yeah, dude, I'll send send it to you real That's quick. That's terrible. You know, so so maybe we can um, maybe we should call Josh. Yeah, that's a great idea. Do you think we should get him? Yeah, I'll on get him Zoom? on the line. I got his number. Do you? Yeah. All right. So let's see if we can get Josh Williams on here. Let's hear his side of this whole thing. I'll admit him in here. He accepted. Man, that's quick. There he is. Boy, you hit him so hard he's sideways, Dale. Josh, turn your phone. Something's crooked. It it is turned. No, I'm looking at you like this. <laughs> there it is. That's better. Hey, man, what's up? What's happening? Where are you at? I'm at my shop in Concord. Show me around real quick. The old Arca cars. Yeah. There's the boys. There's the boys. What do you got? One of our drivers. <laughs> All right. Oh, you got your Bandolero back in there or Legends car. Oh, yeah. That place is full. We got uh, this Bryce's late model. He's racing for the first time on Saturday. Who's Bryce? Bryce Applegate. He's one of our development drivers. Y'all got a development program? Yes, sir. Yep. We do everything from Bandoleros to... Arca cars, and you know, if they want to do some Xfinity stuff, you know, we bleed them over into Mario's deal. No kidding. So, oh yeah, let me. <laughs> we're gonna. We got in. We got it. We had a little fun on the racetrack this weekend. I did. You probably didn't like that too much. I wouldn't have liked it either. You can tell me your side of it, but I bumped into you a couple times off a of turn two and got you fired up. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, it was like we were struggling at the beginning of the race, and then when I moved to the top to give you the bottom. I picked up speed and I was like, well, this, I'll just keep running here. Yeah. And then, uh, you said you was having a little judgment issues there on the right front. <laughs> I, I was telling Reed, I told Reed, I said, dude, what, what is his deal? Like use the bottom. You got plenty of room. Like yeah. there's plenty of asphalt. Yep. And, uh, it's funny cause they didn't like play. You can tell that the TV kind of picked what they wanted to say. We always do. Yeah. We got to make oh, it yeah. dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Josh actually confirmed this because I mean you know Twitter will sometimes uh, get things distorted as well. So this was the quote during the race: "I don't care if he's a hero or not; he keeps jacking me up. Jesus Christ, you got plenty of room, dude. Use it." All right, are we, exactly. Are we close? Is that good? Is that accurate? 
that's like spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I love they it. didn't even get the good part. I called him a cob about 300 feet after that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we didn't get that part. Nope. Yeah, they left out the goods, man. The good. They well, we got we, the TV's got to be careful. They can't get too graphic. Yeah. Uh, they also said that they warned you, don't wreck that car. You'll get us all in trouble. I only and then yeah. you said I only drove into the side of him. Yeah, that was uh that was Reed or whatever. Uh, Reed Sorensen's my spotter, and uh, he's like, whatever you do, don't wreck him. He said because we're never going to get out of here if you do. <laughs> oh Jesus! How's Reed as a spotter? Is he pretty fun? Oh man, I love it. Yeah. I love having Reed, man. He's he's helped me out a lot. Um, I mean, he's a racer. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's he's really good at what he does. So it's uh it's fun, man. He teaches me a lot of stuff, and sometimes I think I surprise him so, every now and again. After the race, there's this awesome, awesome picture you put on fo- social media where you're on top of a sprinter van or something, <laughs> where you, in front of the sign at the racetrack. <laughs> Whose idea was that? We were we were leaving the racetrack and it was like one of those billboards that kept flipping through different yeah. stuff and sponsors and ads. And uh, one of the guys that was helping us, uh, Chad, he's like, he's like, look at that. He said, dude, he said, how funny it would be if you took a picture right there with, with Dale. So we literally hopped a median in front of all these cops and like, we're thinking we're gonna get pulled over. And uh, we pulled back in the parking lot. We had to sit there for like 15 minutes. Waiting there on was it. like 30 <laughs> ads that kept clicking over and over and over. And uh, finally, we got it. But uh, it was pretty cool, man. You got to have fun with it. So, man, I've had a blast with people on social media, man. I, I love that stuff. I I, uh, I get enjoyment out of it. I see that. And I think that's what I appreciate about you is, uh, you know, we got you, we got out of the car. And, he, you know, when you're on the racetrack in the heat of the moment, you're trying to race and you're trying to do your best. And you got you got – there's a lot on the line. Uh, there's a lot of layers to that. But uh, when you get out of the car to be able to kind of shake it off and – and talk it out or have a laugh or whatever and then you know not let the social media stuff all of us aren't that great at doing that not letting the social media stuff sort of get under your skin um yeah it's pretty interesting and and uh i uh so before we uh before we let you go man i wanted to ask you a little bit about yourself so where where did you start racing Uh, i started racing in south florida um, you know, when I was four years old and did, uh, road race go-karts and, um, one of my last go-kart races we won and one of the kids flipped and like, I guess his helmet was too big and it, like spun his head around in his helmet. He was fine. But my mom's like, all right, that's it. We need seatbelts and a roll cage. So, uh, moved on to quarter midgets, did those for a while, Bandoleros, legends, cars, pro trucks, and, uh, come to the time where we had to decide if what we we're going to do next. So it was either super late models in South Florida or we were going to go ARCA racing. So we decided to go ARCA racing. Uh, the Reagans, David Reagan and Ken Reagan, they hooked me up with a guy, Barry Owen, um, in Lexington. We actually, the, the car that we won both of our races with, that one right there, we call her Bertha. Yeah. And we built that thing from the ground up, like the chassis, everything. We didn't even have a surface plate. And uh, we won both of our races with it in 2016, but we built it in 2009. Wow. And uh, just just kept fighting and plugging along. And uh, finally, at the end of 2016, my dad's like, all right, this, this is it. Like, this, that's, you know, my, my family supported my racing and, and sacrificed a lot, you know, just like normal stories, you know, refinancing houses and, and selling stuff to, to make to the racetrack. And uh, he's like, this is it. You're going to have to figure it out. So I started doing starting parks and stuff for, for Mario and Jim Means and, 
my marketing agent, Megan Henrique, she took a chance on me and went out. We found some partners and some sponsors and now we're full time in the Xfinity series. So it's been a it's been a long road, man. But I've slept on couches, floors. I've done it all. Built race cars, had to work for people, crew chiefs, spotted. I've done everything. So it's been a journey, but I'm not giving up yet. I still got to race on Sundays. Yeah. You're going to make it, you think? You're going to get into the Cup Series? That's your goal? Oh, yeah. There's no if. It's just when. You got to keep grinding. <laughs> yeah. Can't stop. That car, some of those cars, are all the cars of old JRM cars or just some of them? Uh, some of them are. The, that- the car that I was in, it was a JRM car. The one from this weekend? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the one Dale Jr. ran into twice is is his own yeah. was his own car at one point. Yeah, he owes me a left rear quarter panel. Man. <laughs> you know, you're not the only one that said that after that race. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, uh, sometimes y'all send them over here and we f- we fix them up for you. But uh, don't I'll get oh, you yeah. I'll get you a quarter panel. No problem. <laughs> is that right? We just send I mean, well, I'll just go back go. here and get Aww. one. Right? Where are the quarter panels around here? Only on the Dale Jr. download. <laughs> So back to the, the ARCA deal, man, we, uh, my second car that we ever had, well, actually it's the first ARCA car I ever got. Uh, we bought it from Mark Gibson and, uh, it was old DEI car. No kid. And uh, I still have the chassis. It's, it's killed. I killed it at Toledo blue right front, but I kept this out of it. Oh, oh damn. Oh, 31. That's pretty cool. Uh, I won't get rid of it, man. It's, uh, we still got some old stuff. I actually put two DEI spring cups in a road course car that, that we took to the ARCA road course race. So we've, we've got some history around here. We don't throw anything away because you never know when you're going to need it. I bet. I bet somebody, on the, after they see this podcast, can figure out what 031 did, where it raced. I think, uh, I think it was an MW. It was a Michael Waltrip car because I had to build like a six-inch extension on the seat back plate because it came <laughs> back so far. That must have been Michael's then. So man, we we just uh, we want we, you know, we appreciate you giving us some time to come on the show uh, today. And I know you guys are busy grinding away to get ready for the next one uh, in Bristol this weekend. You like Bristol? Yeah, I love Bristol. I like all the short tracks, man. Just if it's rough, it's wore out, each tires up, or you actually got to drive the car. That's that's the fun races, man. You know, you can make a little bit of a difference. You know, the the driver can. You know, you're not just relying on arrow and motor you know i mean you can really get after it so those places kind of play into our wheelhouse a little bit for our small team we can we can capitalize on having good finishes well you guys are certainly uh you know overachieving there's several weekends where y'all got great speed and you put uh you know you put a decent car on the racetrack and you you seem to do well with it and uh, we've kind of been watching you a little bit ever since I, about six months ago. I walked back here and saw your one of your cars sitting in the back of getting some fab work done and i thought all right well I guess I had to start paying more attention to what he's doing, but knowing that he's in our old cars out there, and then you take yeah. one of them old cars and out and outrun me with it most of the day, anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was funny because they're like, "Oh, you're just a back marker." I'm like, "You weren't paying attention. I I drug his tail for the next." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. What does your shirt say? Oh, you ready for this? Oh, I, guess, I mean, I see it said "I survive," I think, but I can't tell. Junior Nation. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he's he's got oh a shirt that God. says "I survived Junior Nation." Wow. They give you they give you a hard time. Man, I tell you what. There's I got into I, I like getting into arguments with people, and then by the end of it, for some reason, they always click the follow button. Man, yeah. you know, and it's a uh, it's a fun time. I got into it with a guy from Pennsylvania one time, and uh, he's one of my biggest fans now. He follows me all the time. You know. Uh, Man, when you come to Pocono and things like that, so yeah. 
I love it, man. They're, they're salty at the beginning, but, you know, they end up coming around. <laughs> well, you're a good dude, man. You're kind of like the Kenny Powers of, of the Xfinity Series, and uh, I, I think you ought to be proud of that. Um, yeah, sure. Well, we appreciate you giving us some time today. Had fun racing, uh, sharing the racetrack with you this past weekend. I look forward to the next time we get an opportunity to do, duel it out again. And we'll be seeing you in Bristol, man. Good luck this weekend. All right, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. And, yeah, definitely send me your schedule, though, so I can get, uh, get prepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you love Martin uh, short tracks, maybe it'll be Martinsville next weekend. I'm trying to aim for the oh. first Martinsville, so we'll get it. We'll get after it. Even better. Hell, Even yeah. Better. <laughs> maybe I'll return the favor this time. Then people will really be jacked up. I'll be ready. I'll be hanging on. All I'll, right, grab whole, I'll have, I I'll have both hands on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, All right. there you go. I, I didn't. <laughs> all right buddy we'll I'm see you thank you see you boys thank you later josh williams coming on the dale jr download man it's awesome to be able to talk to him a little bit and give some of these guys that uh work some of the hardest working guys in the sport yeah um, that was cool yeah that was cool yeah, shine a little light shine a spotlight on them he's a hard worker and all those guys back here i mean even kyle weatherman and alex LeBay and all those guys you know when i get in the car and get out on that Xfinity uh, track with those guys, you realize how hard they're trying to work every single lap. You know, it's oh, yeah. hard to see it from a distance. Uh, when you're standing in the grandstands, it, you really don't know exactly how hard that guy's working behind the wheel. But when you're on the track with them and you're seeing their cars moving around and seeing what they're what they're struggling with and trying to get those things around the racetrack, and some of these guys have found uh, found a way to get speed out of these smaller teams. And uh, it's it's a bit it's it's a mix of talent and ingenuity and and uh, just never give up attitude, like Josh Williams said. So it's fun to it's fun to be able to get out there and and gain some ap- more appreciation for them. Yeah. Right. You know, we try our best to do a good job in the booth, yeah. highlighting some of these guys when we can. Uh, but when you know you're never going to gain the, the the appreciation you really need for them until you can share that racetrack with them. And uh, and we certainly got a got an understanding of of how a few of them, how hard a few of them race and work this past weekend. So, Well, there's a couple other moments of the race I want to get your reaction to. Matthew, if you could play clip seven for us. Last lap of the 25-29. I don't care. I don't know what the f***ing lap time to me. Don't tell me anymore. 10-4. I don't know what a good lap is, so what the f***ing kind of information is that you do? We talk about this for two decades. That's a good lap right there. Yeah. I guess you can say good lap if you want to, but I don't know what the lap times mean. Well, that's a good lap. That was a 23. About a tenth better than what you've been doing. Okay. Okay, lap. Nope, not giving him that one. No, no, sir. Don't give him that one. (laughs) That's on channel two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. TJ's not going to give him that one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. I mean, all right, so TJ has the lap times from all the cars on the racetrack, right? And he's watching the leader, and maybe the leader runs a a, good, a, a 23.20. He sees me run a 23.20, and he goes, hey, 23.20, good lap. And I'm like, I don't know what the – because I don't have that information that the leader's doing what. I, I haven't I – haven't, all week long, I haven't looked at a lap time. No practice, we no We haven't practiced, right. we haven't qualified. So you could say, hey, 18.30, good lap. I'd be like, sure, 18.30. Physically impossible to run 18.30 around Richmond, but I wouldn't 
You wouldn't know. Wouldn't know it. Yeah. So when he says that's a twenty three fifty, okay, what the f- does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it means. And so I, I, I don't know what he wants me to do with that information. It doesn't help me at all. And he keeps doing it. We've talked about this for years. I'm like, don't tell me the lap times. I don't know what a good lap is. Yeah. Uh, Just listen, say good lap. This, this is one of the other things that when, when we heard this, it <laughs> felt like throwback weekend, Vintage. right? Like it just felt Vintage. like, oh, we've got everything. The complete yeah. package is back. TJ and Dale are chirping at each other yeah. on the radio. Well, I, um, you know, you're in the, you're in the car and the car is frustrating you. And, uh, and <laughs> so TJ's <laughs> got to be careful what he says. Um, I'm like, uh, just a, just a, you know, I'm just a nudge away from like coming unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> in that moment, right? And so he said something that like I was like, Arr! like he ought to know. It ought to be. He, he ought to. He's on top of the. He ought to know. Well, that he's giving me information that I have no clue what to do with. I, the counter argument on that would be that he, that's like, hey, he, he, that's if he's used to other drivers spotting other drivers and they do like that information, then he, how do they know what a good lap is? Well, they he says on door bumper clear that they do like to know their lap times to keep it consistent because you were in a, a tough run there at that point in the thing. And he his argument on DBC was he it, wanted you to be able to hear the lap times so you can keep them consistent. They were having a good time. Laughing I can't about it. keep them consistent. Yeah, I mean I'm just trying my damnedest just to get around the damn track. <laughs> hey, listen, I I love it. I, I would I would want that to happen every time you race. That's that's fun. Say, and TJ hey. gets a little upset, but then he gets over it because you know it's yeah. a great life. <laughs> well, do you have anything else you wanted to add to that? I don't. I mean, okay. I feel like I made my case pretty clear. I do not know what a good lap is, so telling me a lap time is not going to do. That's shit. right. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what he wants me to do. That uh, play clip eight, Matthew. That uh, drink bottle, man. That end sucks. I, I don't know why we changed it, but I can't get that college in that damn helmet. It's so big. Yeah, it's done for. And you gotta turn it, twist it, pull it. Fuck. We well, used to just race with a damn cut off end. That was good enough. All you missed was bop it and you had a child's toy. Yeah. I'm gonna injure myself with that thing. So, alright, so <laughs> this is funny as hell. I forgot about this. So, we get in, I get in the car. And uh, so, okay, when I started racing, the drink hose was a hose with the end. It's just a hose, right? You stick it in your mouth, yeah. you start drinking. If you didn't push the fluid back through the hose into the bag, it would siphon all the fluid out, all right? So when you drank out of the bot, when you drank out of the hose, you had to siphon the flu- you had to siphon all the, all the water back into the bag. Or when you turned loose of the hose and got to driving again, all the water would siphon out of the bag. So that was the reason why they started putting ends on the on the line and the end you would bite it to open it like an inflatable pool kind of so what like the air on an inflatable pool what are you talking about you have to bite it to get the liquid so the yeah you you see them i think i think that's sort of the technology behind yeah. it or the engineering behind it is that you got to bite it to open up yeah the so they they started putting ends on the lines that you would bite to be able to open and release get the fluid yeah and so that was good. Okay, going to put an end on it. All right, you guys, you know, you're worried about siphoning out this water or whatever. It, some drivers went to an electric pump to push a button that would pump the fluid into their mouth. 
it's it's there's all kinds of technology with this drinking of fluids during the race. The last thing that I used was the end that you physically put in your mouth and you bite. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's fine. And that that end you don't have to siphon the water back into the bag. You just bite, drink, and you're done. But the water gets hot in the line while you're racing to and when you drink it again, you get a lot of hot water. Well, Till you get cold water from the bag. But anyways, anyways, anyways. The line, I get in the car, and the end looks familiar, looks similar to what I had, but it's this big, long, bulky plastic thing. It's about three inches long. And shoving it up in between my my face, my microphone, and the end of my helmet, it could barely get in there. And I literally scratched my chin on this plastic yeah. piece that's on the end of this. It was comical. And I put it, I'm, I'm still on pit road. We haven't pulled off pit road yet. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I bite the end of the hose and open it up, start trying to drink, and I can't get any fluid. And uh, there's nothing, I mean, there, it's, it's siphoned shut like the line is pinched. And I said, guys, the line's pinched. There's a tie wrap somewhere in this line that's got it pinched shut, or there's a kink in the line. So they're back in the back of the car, diving into the passenger side, trying to fix this line. Some guy walks over to the window and goes, uh, you got to pull pull the end. Like a bottle. Oh, like yeah. Like a drink bottle. Like to open it up. Yep. You got to so, pull it. And he's doing it with, I can't hear him, he's doing it with hand motion. So he grabs it and he pulls it and he shows me it pulls open. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Okay. That would have been nice information. Yeah. So I, I, now I got, now get, back, get back up in there. I'm like hell with this, and so, and then middle middle of the race, I'm trying to drink, and I'm like, what in the hell? I, we used to just have a line with that just cut the hand. I just if I had a pair of tin snips, I'd have cut that damn yeah, end off, drink the damn water, and just drink the damn water. <laughs> I couldn't even get any water, and so I don't know. That was funny. That's good. I, that's a good explanation. I would have never known yeah. that. Um, Matthew, go to clip 10. I, want, I don't want to rehash the speeding penalty just, for, you know, just to mess with Dale. I do want him to explain to us what he's talking about here. Dale, you're talking about lights and this, that, and the yeah, other, yeah, yeah. And, and i just love to hear you know, what you're talking about there. All right, pitting at the line. Do not speed. Three, two, one. Don't speed. Coming to you, Taylor. Ten away. Pull in. Wheel straight. Foot on the brakes. All the way, all the way, all the way. Clear to the wall. Three reds. Three reds. Three red, three red, and five, but don't hit Two back to the next one, one back outside now. I can't hear you, buddy. You're breaking up. I think we sped. All right. I don't know how, but sure. Lights on this dasher just all over the place. Four reds, zero reds. Just hard to stay consistent. I saw four reds. I tried to give it back. Yeah, it's all good. I'm looking at it now. Try to figure it out for you. Yeah, Section 8's kind of like the middle of pit road there, right about start finish line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was all over the place. Four reds, six reds, zero reds, greens, all kinds of happening. All good. Elbows up. We'll just go to the front from here. So yeah, just it's pretty simple. The the dash gate, uh, the the RPM tachometer has lights on it, and they'll uh, it's one green, two green, three green. And the more you increase the RPMs, the more green lights you see. Once you get to pit road speed, they dis- the green ones will be gone. And those green ones now turn red. Mm-hmm. One red, two red, three red, four red. This is 
preference, but Taylor and the guys set pit road speed for three red three red lights. So what I need to do is to do my best on pit road, light up three lights and stay there. All the way down perfectly in a perfect world, you'd go down pit road and have three uh, red lights on the on the tack, right? But the car's bucking, the car's other there's things happening. The, you know, it's impossible to be perfect down pit road. Now you can be good, really good. But uh, having not been in a car much, uh, the car is kind of bucking down pit road in second gear. So I would, if I saw four reds, which is too fast, I'd lift and all the reds would disappear and it'd light up all the green lights. Now I'm way under. I'd gas it up. Six reds. Well, too fast. Gotcha. You know, so you're kind of like, uh, you know, like an accordion. So it was a mess. I don't know what my pit road speed was earlier in the race, but on that particular stop, I just goofed up. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I don't even know why I was trying to be aggressive or why I was even pushing it so close, but uh, that hurt us. That really gave us, uh, that put us kind of in the back and where we got banged around like a pinball. Go off to finish 14th, um, and it was, you know, listen, it was fun watching you out there. I hope that you did get enjoyment out of it. It looked like after the, after the race and your interviews that you were uh, certainly um, having a good time. The one thing that you said when, it, when you were kind of recapping the race with us was that you really enjoyed racing with Josh Berry. Uh, expand on that a little bit. I mean, like, you, is this the first time you've ever shared a track with Josh? Um, I think so. Yeah. I think this is the first time me and Josh have been on the racetrack together. I didn't even know that he was entered in the race till earlier in the week, uh, and they were like, "Yeah, hey, he's driving to 31. He's going to start behind you, like right behind you in 33rd spot. So got to see him at driver's intro. You know, it's just it was cool to be able to race with him a little bit. And, and when we got, you know, when we caught Josh Williams there, we got a chance to be around Josh Berry quite a bit. Um, so it was just fun to share the track with him. I saw him a few other times out there and got to race with him a little bit. But uh Hoping that he's part of our future at Junior Motorsports and the Xfinity Series over the next several years, I'm glad to be able to get on the track and run with him. Yeah, well, I think we have him. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I got Josh ready for you if you want. Yeah, to talk let's talk to him. him real yeah, quick. let's do it. Whoa, there he is. What's up, Josh? What are you doing? Where can are you? Hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good. Where are you at? I'm at the late model shop. Man, you look. Yeah, you got a little kitchenette over there. That's kind of nice. <laughs> so, uh, why? Are you, what are you doing with your late models? Uh, we're getting ready, getting them ready for Martinsville. Are you? Boy, going to run to 300 again this year. My goodness. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what we're doing. Well, that'll be fun. Uh, more, more, I'm going to, you know. Can you improve more, on the last performance? A few more gray hairs, <laughs> a few more gray hairs for me. Yeah, can you? Can, yeah, you'll let everything there was to lead and you won. What can you do better? Uh, I don't know. We're going to just try to come close to that again. I think that's all we got. I've been, I haven't lost at Martinsville in a few years. So, <laughs> Have you promised your wife anything if you win? No, I have not. No, no, no promises like that. We're laying off that. Well, man, um, we're just getting you on here to talk a little bit about this past weekend. A lot of fun to race with you. We just had Josh Williams on here having a little fun with him about uh, banging into him a little bit. And, uh, uh, that was quite an experience for both of us. But you were right around all that, and um, I kind of got tangled up there, couldn't get by him. I was uh, I was sitting there thinking, man, I could probably get by him. I'd probably burn my tires, slap off the car, and we're creeping up on a competition yellow. So then I said, I'm going to just sit behind him 
and let this uh, let this yellow happen. And then you came up through there, and I thought, well, I'll let Josh Berry try to get around Josh Williams. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I think we um, we both kind of. I agree with you. I think I kind of burnt myself up a little bit too, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you were uh, you were definitely wearing out his left rear a little bit. Uh, but uh, no, it was it was fun, man. I, I didn't. Yeah, going into that, I really didn't. I didn't really uh, put much thought into to racing with you. Um, but you know, after, after you know, I know we spent some time together at driver intros, and then early in the race, especially, it was pretty cool, definitely. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to. I had didn't even realized that we hadn't never raced each other before i don't know why i would think we we had but we hadn't and uh, i didn't know you were entered in the race till earlier in the week they told me where i was starting and where you were starting and i thought man that's gonna be great and so uh and it was and i got i think we got to race with each other quite a bit saw you a few more times throughout the race as we were on different strategies and whatnot but uh um, it was it was fun. Are you are you gonna do you have plans to run any more uh, Xfinity races this year? Or is it just kind of you know? Do you find out a week ahead of time? How do those deals come together? Um, it's yeah we kind of we've been working on that. I think uh, Martinsville and Phoenix are two that uh, me and Jordan have kind of circled just short tracks. So it'll be good opportunities hopefully to to go racing. Um, you know nothing's for certain yet, but. Yeah, you know, I feel pretty good about Martinsville, especially. So hopefully we can we can put together uh, a deal to run those two. But really, other than that, that's all I really you know have have lined up. Um, it's been a lot of fun racing for that group, and they're kind of getting started and learning. And you know, we really had a had a pretty good car. We had a pretty good car Saturday. Just had some trouble on pit road, and then you know the strategy deal kind of didn't didn't play to our favor. But that's racing. Yeah, that strategy was was difficult, especially if you speed on pit road. It comes really difficult. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I um, you know you you're also driving in the truck series for uh, uh, the twenty five team. So tell us a little bit about that program and and uh, whether what other races you got for them this year. Yeah, so we're still kind of working on that. Um, as well i'm racing bristol thursday for them um probably and you know definitely martinsville and i'm still kind of working on a few of the other ones um you know there was a little bit there was a conflict with that with that group with the martin with the martinsville late model race that you know we kind of you know we thought it was important to our late model program for me to to be there and participate in that race so um you know that's kind of what me and l-dub and everybody kind of decided and luckily they um they were, they understood and, you know, worked with us there. So, um, that's been a great group. Um, you know, they, they just started, they're based in, and right outside of, of Nashville, you know, relatively close to where I'm from. And, and, uh, you know, there's partners, Curtis Sutton and Willie Allen. I've known Willie Allen since I was a kid racing. So that's kind of what put us all together. And, um, you know, they're getting started. We're working on things. It's been enjoyable. You know, it's the same deal. They're just kind of, We've had good trucks, had some issues on pit road and some different stuff like that. But I think, you know, hopefully we can clean some of that up and, and have a good race Thursday night. Well, man, it'll be fun tuning in to watch it happen. Um, good luck going through the rest of the year. Everybody knows that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're setting stage to uh, run in the Xfinity Series for Junior Motorsports. We can't wait for that season to start, but there's still more racing this year, and uh, we'll be we'll be enjoying uh, what you got going on. So I'll be I'll be back out there again next year with you. So hopefully we get to race a little bit more and and uh, I can run a little bit better than I did. I know I know I didn't hold I didn't hold up my end of the bargain this year with the eight car, but uh, you certainly have carried the torch for that little program. 
Thank you, buddy. Thanks for coming in and yep. giving us a little bit of your thank time you today. Yes, see sir. You. Yeah, thank you, guys. We'll see you. Josh Berry gives us a little bit of time on the Dale Jr. Download today. Man, it was a lot of fun uh, kind of recapping this weekend and uh, the race. Had a lot of fun uh, to compete with those guys. I, I, I take a uh, I, I, I race in those Xfinity races, and I don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoy the competitors, and uh, getting to know them better is a great plus for me going forward for the uh, for in, as an analyst in the booth. So, uh, lot, checked a lot of good boxes this weekend. Next time we we got to finish in that top ten, get another top five or something like that. If not a win, it was fun watching you, buddy. Bobby Allison comes in ninth to win his first Winston Cup championship in 23 years. Hey, my name is Rick Houston, and you had best get ready because this is going to be one heck of a glorious, white-knuckled, God-fearing, spun-out, and half-turned-over racing story. When it comes to stats and the record book, right is right, and wrong is wrong. Bobby Allison has 85 career wins at the cup level and not the 84 that he's officially credited with. There. I said it. And I'm not taking it back either. If I remember it, the race was in the record book, and then it went out of the record book, and I thought they gave the win to Richard Petty. And quite honestly, the Pope's not going to take a race away from Richard Petty, <laughs> and so it's gone forever. But if they didn't give it to Richard Petty, then I did win the race, and and I should get the win. Go listen and follow Glorious Racing Stories now. Available on Dirty Mo Media and all major podcast platforms. Saddle up. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. Um, here for uh, Ask Jr. Looking forward to hearing some questions. You guys sent it all into Xfinity uh, at Xfinity Racing on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure you had some good ones. We had a lot of things going on this week with the race at Richmond and everything else. Uh, and so Leah's put all that together. So let's get started. Yeah, our first question is coming from Aaron Bearden, a good friend. Now that you've been doing these one-off Xfinity Series race handful of years, how, if at all, has the sensation of each race changed? Is it different as your family has grown? Well, it was really cool to have Isla there this past weekend. Nicole's too young to really know what's going on. She's not going to remember none of that. It's cool to be able to have photos of her with me at the track. I've brought Isla to the racetrack when she was that young, quite a year old. So we have those pictures and that's going to be great going forward for, for them and their families beyond. So uh, that's all cool. And Isla's starting to get old enough to sort of get it and figure uh, kind of like she still doesn't really understand. I don't think she still gets that I drove a race car or ran in a race and all that, but um, just fun watching her try to piece it together and all that was uh, really great. I mean, you know, for years watched drivers bring their kids to the intros, bring them to uh, the cars before the race, have their families around them at various times throughout the race weekend. And I mean, I didn't think anything of it, but and before I was a dad, it just looked like a lot of trouble. <laughs> and then when I become a dad, I'm like, oh, no, I get it. You know, you want to show your kids what you're doing. You want to include them. You want to give them experiences. And that's just enriching them as a person, right? So, Isla, that was overload. 
all the things that was going on that morning and up to the uh, start of the race. That was a lot to take in for a three-year-old. I was glad, you know, you, you love to put them in those situations where they kind of, there's, you know, they, they, they experience something new. So I get it now. I, 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 it's not a lot of trouble. It's something you want to do. It's something as a parent you're excited about doing. It's interesting. I mean, I think that's, the, that's parenthood in a nutshell really is before you're a parent, you're like, oh, kids, God, that looks hard. I mean, I've, I've got friends now that aren't parents yet, and when I talk about what, what we got going on with our kids, they're like, that sounds terrible. And I'm like, well, wait till you, you know, wait till you do it. And then it's, you'll realize it's not terrible. You know, you enjoy it. So it's pretty fun to, to take them. I'm going to run another one next year. And uh, we really don't plan further out than that. And so maybe at four years old, it'll be a completely different experience for Isla. You know, every time we go back to the racetrack, I certainly would love to run sooner than that because I don't like, you know, when we don't run good, you like to go redeem yourself. And I'm used back. To, well, I'm I'm just saying we didn't run good yeah. in the race. Yeah. So uh, in in my career, I'm used to being able to go re, you know fix that the next weekend. Right. I have to wait a while, but uh, unless somebody worse worse to need a relief driver, Bristol. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I had some opportunities this year. I'm kind of regret not taking. But all right, next question from Simon Adamsick. Uh, with you being a broadcaster and using the one one off races to be up to date with what's happening on the track and how the cars behave to be able to explain everything to the viewers, would you try to do a one off race in a next gen car just to know how they drive and race? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'll do a one off in a next gen car in a race, but a test practice uh, that's a great opportunity. You can, you know, you can call up these guys with these race teams, particularly a Chevrolet team like Hendrick or something, and say, hey, man, I'd love to get a couple laps behind the wheel at, at a test y'all are going to. I could call Alan on, on Chase's car, and Alan would absolutely probably uh, have no problem allowing me to get behind the wheel. Chase would be pretty uh, good with it, I'm sure. I've asked them in the past about that when they changed the, the power and add the giant spoiler on the back. I'm like, hey, I need to drive it to feel it. And they were open to that. So, yeah, I could lean on Rick a little bit and Jeff Gordon and, and, and Chad Knauss and say, man, just give me a couple laps to feel it. I've never drove a next gen. I don't think you can go into the broadcast booth as an analyst and do the job unless you've got that, you know, got some experience and knowledge. That's, that's a must do kind of a piece of homework for me, I think, going forward. But I don't think I'd run a race, and that's only because I don't know what kind of equipment I'd be getting into and a lot of moving parts to that. You never say never, but I think just getting in a car to test would be really helpful for me in the booth, and that's something that I think I must need uh, to accomplish some point next year. Next question from Linda Sellers Kohar. How did you break your toe? <laughs> We've been seeing that on Instagram. Yeah, geez. Um, we were we were getting our girls bath time, getting them ready for bed, and there's a stool in the bathroom that the girls share. I banged my feet on, I banged it on the stool. The leg of the stool kind of angles out. So the stool itself, right, has a footprint. And that's the seat, right? That's whatever the when you're when you have stools, you assume that the footprint is the you know the width of the seat, and the legs are straight down, right? It's a natural assumption. That's where they most are. Well, Amy buys some things that aren't natural, <laughs> and <laughs> this stool's footprint. You know, the cushion is the square part of the stool. In your mind, your feet, the legs go out. 
they protrude out. Yeah, and and they catch things like toes <laughs> going by. And uh, I hit it, and I've done it. We've got some other stools in in our uh, vacation home around this island in the kitchen that do the exact same thing. The ang- the legs angle out, so the base on the floor is wider than the than than the chair itself, and so you kick them all the time. I hit my feet on them all the time, and it hurts so bad. And it's only those types of pieces of furniture where the legs and the base is wider than the than the what you're you know visually looking at what your eye sees anyways yeah i kicked that thing i guess good perfect perfect sort of uh contact to break the toe and um i called my doctor and he's flying out of town i was going to get an x-ray and he's like i can't even do anything for it even if it is broke he's like just tape it up and so i googled a couple videos and got it taped up and i can hardly walk man it hurts like hell Mm. It is it looks bad. painful. And so the sucky part is, is you can't do anything. You can't go anywhere. You can't walk or do anything. I mean, it sucks. It sucks. I'm sitting on my butt, so I'm a little frustrated about it. Amy's back's not real great right now. She's had some back issues. Um, I think it's from her cheerleading days. She thinks it's from getting pregnant twice. But So she's having some back issues. <laughs> can't pick the baby up. Can't do things. And I'm trying to help her with that. And then I break my toe. And we now are a hot mess. We are. We, we literally are um, falling, falling apart. apart. Yeah. <laughs> we're struggling right now. And I don't know how long broken toes take, but this damn thing better not take too long. I just uh, need to get mobile and be able to get, get around a little bit better than I'm doing. I only got like one. I've got a lot of tennis shoes in my closet. Can't wear any of them. I got these t- kind of Chuck Taylor style shoes that they're kind of big in the toe area. Chucks mm, are, yeah. And so they 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 work okay. They're not too painful to walk around in, but it sucks, man. I hate it. It was so painful. By the pictures, it looked like you got two toes. Might be yeah. uh, just one, just one. Okay. So uh, if I I can't, but if I accidentally somehow push put down weight on, on it, it, not really put weight on it, but but flex it down. Oh yeah. Into the and put pressure on it that way. That is a bad deal. Boy, that is some serious pain. Otherwise, it doesn't. It's just like a bruisey hurt. But there's this little, feels like it's somebody's foot stuck a knife in it if I do one thing, one little, one little, one little move, and I try not to do that move. <laughs> so I, uh, I try to make, make light of it. You know, what are you going to do? Can we make light of it? I did. Did you uh, see my uh, social? Uh, my, uh, my, yeah, and I saw Amy even made light of it. She said that's now her, like, Favorite stool. Favorite stool. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I didn't yeah. see that. Though. I think we should lay across the table and do a pain test, like a threshold test. That's not oh. funny. But that's not funny, but it's what a doctor would have done if you were going no. in to see a appointment. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. His ass. No. He would have been like, all right, tell me when it hurts. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I no. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Trust me. I have, I've been to med school. <laughs> okay. He's like, I, next. Uh, He's like, next. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. going to walk in there and say, Let's go. We're getting taken an X-ray of this thing, and that's what we we're going to go do. Can I say the? You know, this is the most Dale Jr. thing ever. He <laughs> sends before he gives us the context about how he broke his foot. He just sends a picture of his foot first to us, and so it's like Dale's foot in a text message. Now maybe you sent it at the same time as you the explanation, but the photo came in about a minute later. I broke my foot, or I broke my toe, or whatever. So for a while, you're just in there. Dale's out. He's he's feeling a, he's feeling a mood today. He's just gonna send pictures of his feet to everybody. His gnarly purple toe. Yeah, yeah. It's all right though. I was not prepared to open up your Instagram story and see your feet. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was like, Amy. I was like, probably could have gone without seeing oh, really? your toes. Yeah, not I'm a just, foot person. No. 
Amy isn't either, and she had the same kind of reaction. But yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't bothered by that. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, I did cover, I did cover up my toes on the where I sh- where I, the post where I wrapped it. Uh huh. I did cover up the toes there for you. I appreciate with a, with, with a little gift. Yeah, I did. Yeah. At least your nails Amy appreciated too that. Gnarly. It's the details. <laughs> You put work in your Instagram. I blurred out all the. I blurred out all the bad, all the bad parts of my feet, or the worst parts of them. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay. Back to Ash Junior now. Yeah. All right, we don't toast. Okay. (laughs) Ask Ask Dale's toe. From Brian Baird, what's the best way you find to hang your used race car doors like you have on the wall? Do you have? I don't know. I mean. you dang, put an anchor in the wall and run a screw into it. I, I mean, find a ba- find B- big enough one to yeah, just hold f- it. You find the stud in the wall, get you a stud finder, um, and just you got to commit. <laughs> you put it this way: you commit. Like there's, if you look at ours on the wall, yeah. though, they're screwed on. They're oh. not like hung on. No, no, no. You know, so it's like yeah, when he says a, about commit, yeah, you it's, commit. It's ran into a stud or an anchor. It's a race the, car. It's used to being drilled into. Well, the walls, I think, what they're more concerned about. And you just got you're gonna you're gonna commit to the to the damage you're making to this wall. <laughs> All right, one more question from Robert Martin. I've tried to research this and I've found nothing. Who usually spotted for your dad? I know the spotter role Man. was different then, and Man. it may not have been one designated guy. Um, he had a couple guys, but it wasn't anything like it is today. I won't. I don't even want to guess. But I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect the people that did it, that got paid to do it. But there were times when it was just like, "Hey, go up there and spot." You know, just here, take this radio. You can do it. <laughs> you do anything? Take this up there and go. It wasn't. It was a different type of job. I'd have to have a spotter to explain this. We've got a podcasts where there's spotters galore called door bumper clear and so they i don't want to i don't want to misspeak but back in the day paid spotters were a rare thing back in the 80s and 90s to if you got if you spotted often you didn't maybe get paid unless you were hired by the team to do it regularly and the spotter's job wasn't to clear you wasn't to help you on a restart wasn't to tell you when the green flag comes out all the spotters did was stay up, you know, tell you where a wreck was. Spotters just spotted the crashes. You know, if there was uh, anything like a uh, crew chief was like, hey, man, can you see X, Y, or Z? Is uh, the spotters up there to say, yeah, I see that, you know, debris on the track or whatever, where another car may be running on the racetrack as far as running a different line or a groove. But they didn't go, you know, they didn't go green, 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 the green flag's out, go, Dale. They didn't. Uh, they didn't. They didn't say, "Oh, hey, man, car high, three wide middle." They didn't do all that. You know, the driver just drove, and uh, the driver just made his own decisions when he was clear and whatnot. But the spotters, you know, back then it was different. They did a lot less. Well, if you want to know the quality of individual today, spotters are. We've got an empty liquor bottle right here that they left for us. Yeah, I don't know why it's. To us, I don't either. They just they want think they're to, funny. They yeah. get, they, I mean, they got hammered during the show yesterday. It's a shame so. they pour this out and waste it because I know they didn't drink it. <laughs> they did drink it. We've got a, we've got a podcast. <laughs> TJ did proof. TJ you know, did. Of but course, the, TJ. Did. Last time he did, he said on the show it was your birthday party and and uh, in my thirtieth. I think so. Yeah. And Regan ha- made him drink. Sixteen years ago. <laughs> that's what yeah. that's what he said. Yeah. yeah. Last time he drank Fireball. Yeah, he's not a drinker at all, and that's okay. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> good public service good. announcement there. Right. Well, cool. Well, good questions. I, I, I'd never, 
uh, known who Dale Earnhardt Spotter is either. I don't even. I mean, yeah. I the the names escape me, yeah. man. But uh, it's been different people. Yeah. Let's get one more. We can't end on that. That's pretty sad. Um. One more from our YouTube chat from Kevlar Kite. What happened to the Corvette that the Bouncy House Castle took place of in your garage? <laughs> every year, um, for every year for a long time back in the day, uh, I would get two vehicles from Chevrolet. I always got a Corvette as one of those, and the other one might be a, a truck or it might be a dually for the late model team. Uh, it might be a tr- it might be a, tr- a vehicle for uh, Willie, my mom's husband. So that other vehicle was kind of mo- you know uh, different each year depending on what we needed. I didn't need another car, you know, but I'd get that Corvette. And I never drove it. Uh, this must have went on for about eight years. I'd get a different vet every year. They'd take it back, and I literally wouldn't put any miles on it. It'd park right in that little spot. And uh, when me and Amy started uh, living together and dating, I'm I'm like, hey, man, there's a vet out there in the garage. I don't, I don't drive it, but drive it. You know, she never did. She didn't care much before it. So eventually just stopped getting it because I wasn't using it. And uh, now it's, yeah, it's a bouncy house spot i did uh i did get amy a 66 l camino and it's getting an ac put in it so when it comes back it'll be parked there but um for now the bouncy house is in there which is great because i don't have to drag that damn thing out in the yard every time she wants to play in it i just plug it in fire it up there she goes i thought it was brilliant when i saw that picture i thought it was brilliant (laughs) i'm telling you you can't hide that thing so when they see it i want it they want in i want that bouncy house now yeah so that means we got to take it out in the yard (laughs) Get the extension cord, blow it up. Then you got it. Then they play five minutes, and then they're on to the next thing. And then you got to roll it back up, put it back away, drag it back out. You know, and so throwing it up in there, we just pull the plug and let it deflate and leave it. And it don't kill the grass. It don't do anything like that. So it's great. All right. All right. Well, hey, appreciate all the questions you guys sent into Xfinity Racing. Sure appreciate Xfinity for everything they do for this podcast, all they do for uh, NASCAR as a whole. They support our uh, business, our industry, uh, a lot of different ways. And uh, I'm a customer of theirs with uh, with a vacation home we have. I got Xfinity Internet there that we pay for. And uh, we got the 200 megs up and down, and stuff works great. So it's never, uh, never gave me any problems a year and a half I've used it. So we really appreciate it. And thank you for uh, Xfinity Premier Partner of uh, NASCAR. That was really good. That was really that was terrible. Saved good read. Saved totally saved. That was a good read. That's called a forty-second place finish. So um, we've been talking a lot about um, our show Lost Speedways on Peacock TV. Uh, We're super proud of it, obviously, and Dirty Mo Media has done an amazing job on that series as a whole. We're constantly at work. Wouldn't you say, Matthew? You're always on it. Even though season two is streaming now, there's nonstop preparing for season three. Uh, four. I mean, we've got so many seasons, 11, 12. Matthew is counting on some big plans, yeah. aren't we? We're 12 seasons in. I got it. All we've right. we've been hearing uh, from people about the show. Dilner, you were somewhere this weekend where you heard a lot about the show. and Yeah, we. W- I was at the Mount Airy Moonshine and Racers reunion. Okay. And uh, I, they had this huge, like, session, like, under a tent, autograph session and stuff, and you wouldn't believe at the car show, at the parade, uh, how many people went out of their way to come up, fans, hey, you know, we love the show. Hey, I got Peacock just to watch this show, um, you know, and, and I was telling them, hey, stick around because Peacock's going to be a big player uh, in motorsports and whatnot, too. But, uh, you know, between that and just the whole show was incredible. And uh, some of the characters from Lost Speedways were at that show. 
I had such a good time. Uh, you know, we always talk about fun things. You were talking about doing something with, you know, bringing Isla to Richmond, mm-hmm. you know, and, and her with you. I had Hudson in the back of Dink Widenhouse's B-29 sitting on a battery box, and we got to ride along with him in a parade. You know, what an awesome dad moment, you know, that was to kind of look in the back seat, and he's hanging on to the window, looking out the window, and uh, it was it was just an incredible weekend, you know, and incredible to hear from all those fans and stuff, too. Check out Lost Speedways on Peacock TV, Season 1 and Season 2, streaming now. <laughs> All right, so uh, last call, Sands Dale, because he just went to go do some ride-alongs. Yeah, Dale Come Jr. On. had to cut out of here because he's off to do uh, the, the ride-alongs to the Dale Jr. Foundation. He's going to Bristol, so his driving is not done quite yet. He's got to do the ride-arounds at Bristol, see if he can keep it out of people's rear quarter panels and the wall. <laughs> Seemed to be running into stuff this past weekend. Don't want to... Don't want to judge. See if that toe holds up. See, yeah. Now he's doing it with a broken toe. Or but it so. is on his braking foot, so we're good. Well, you still got to slow down. I don't know that that's Bristol. a good thing. If it was Martinsville, it would be terrible. But I don't here, know, he, man. Could, he could kind of coaster off. I'd want to I'd want to be able to have my braking foot, <laughs> you know, tip-top shape. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Uh, maybe he can just brake with the same foot, right? Like with the uh, the gas, like like most people do yeah. when they're driving their cars. So who knows? We'll see. Well, I wouldn't want to be the first rider. That's what I was going to say. I heard that Taylor is going. Yes. Uh, and is, are you going? No, I am not going. Why I'm, are you not going? I'm still sitting here. Okay. Get out of here. Because because I got too much Why work not? to do today. Okay. I, so you changed your mind? I cha- yeah, I wanted to go, but. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's too much work. Too much on podcast day, I guess. Yeah. So Taylor is going to be looking for somewhere to sleep tonight because, um, after he goes for a ride, Dale Jr. and I haven't gotten one yet. He's, he's out. You're mad. Yeah, I'm mad. There's emotions. Yeah, I'm mad. I don't blame you. Because I've I've done, I did it last year with him. I've worked for Dale longer. You have, but Taylor's his crew chief. There's a relationship with the crew chief. So? I mean, I mean, I've I've been here longer than you and I haven't gone. It's okay. Uh, Maybe it's work related. Have you ever thought about that? Like, maybe he wants Taylor to feel what he's feeling. I think he did last Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess he did. Everybody felt what Dale was feeling last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Williams, Kyle <laughs> Weatherman <laughs> felt what Dale was feeling. TJ Majors. TJ Majors felt it. My God, everybody in Richmond <laughs> felt what Dale was feeling by the time that race was over. All right. I did listen to Door Bumper Clear this week, and, uh, you know, a uh, really good show. I Man, I, I will not – Touch on the fact that they were getting smashed the whole time. I mean, that's whatever, <laughs> whatever's your secret sauce, man. Go, go to it. But I thought TJ's vantage point from that whole discussion with Rich, uh, with Dale Jr. was interesting. Yeah. Um, and I certainly like to hear uh, Freddie and Brett's take on that as well. So another good door bumper clear this week. Yeah, go check that out. You can watch the Dale Jr. download this week on NBC Sports Network. Uh, that's on Thursday, Thursday, the day after Wednesday, and the day before Friday. That's when Thursday is. It's at 5 p.m. Eastern time this week. Looking at Mark Traina getting verification. It's hard to hard to know what you. It's hard to see the confirmations, Mark, when you got the mask on. I admit, like I just looks like Cobra Commander over there just looking at me. 5 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday, NBC Sports Network. Other than that, yeah. I'm gonna to go to Bristol this weekend. We've got a Are special you? announcement with a uh, with a with a key partner of ours with Dale Jr. So I'm gonna probably go up there Saturday. Other than that, I think that's about it. What are you guys doing? I have family coming to town. 
from Illinois? Yeah, well, they're actually in at the beach in South Carolina right now, okay. so they're going to come here on their way home. All right, cool. So we'll probably go to the mountains, do a little wine tasting. And Matthew, we already know what you're doing. Are you their hero? Like, when you go to these things, are you the, are you like the, um, you know, the Tom Cruise showing up and everybody's like, there well, he is. is. No, I'm, I'm asking, is it, is it? No, but I will say it was weird. I'm a behind the scenes guy for 19, 20, whatever years. It's weird being at Mount Airy and people asking for an autograph or a picture. How many autographs did you sign? <laughs> at least 100. What? Yeah. You signed 100 at autographs? Least. Was this an autograph session? There was a session and just walking around, too. So you... You need to come to one of sign. these like reunion, like old-timers events. Why? The people that are coming to these deals are rabid fans of Lost Speedways. You know, yeah, they but care about these racetracks. You're on they it. care like, about they would, the history. Yeah, but, they, but you... you you're the face of it, so yeah. But they know you from from. Uh, I don't know. You, even Dale Junior. Download fans, you wouldn't believe I would how just, many. I would. I would go and I would just want your autograph, Matthew. That's whatever. all I would want. That and twenty five cents will get you a piece of bubblegum. Oh, Come I on. met Barney Fife. You met Barney Fife. Pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, no, it was a impersonator. Ah, gotcha. He had the magic bullet. My son loved him. He had the magic bullet. Yeah, that he wasn't allowed to carry. All right, we're gonna end this download with a little Andy Griffith humor. <laughs> And as we do every I week. I wish I could whistle. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Take us out, Mike. Yeah, no. I, somebody's I doing it. Who is that? I can't. Wow, Matthew. Uh, Mark's trying out show. there. Andy Griffith stuff. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to the Dale Jr. Download. Dale Jr.'s off to Bristol, and uh, we had a fun weekend. Fun, fun time today recapping the race. Kind of old school. Kind of how we used to do yeah. on the download, pre-Dale. But uh, love playing those radio clips. Matthew, thank you for pulling all that together. Leah, thank you for everything. Uh, I, I wish you well in your dealings with uh, Taylor tonight. <laughs> wish when he comes well, back, me. Taylor, you can stay with me. <laughs> He's going to come back and say it was amazing. I don't know what happens after that. Maybe you'll tell us. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Have a good week. Market in post. This bit of badassery was badassery. It was made by badassery. Dirty Mo Media. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.